Poetry On Air with Sheboygan Poet Laureate Lisa Vijos. Hi, I'm Lisa Vijos, and this is Poetry On Air, a program of Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, where we take a look at poetry, its meaning, its significance, and the power that it has in our lives. And my guest today is Sarah Vang, a senior at North High School, herself a poet, and also the recipient of uh, the 2020 Innovators Fellowship from North High School. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you. It's great to have you here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went to the Innovator Fellowship website because I wanted to learn a little more about it. And what I read is this. In this program, students work to develop passion-driven concepts through a project-based collaborative learning partnership within a multidisciplinary community of creative thinkers. That sounds super cool. So so tell tell me about the project that you envisioned in order to be named an Innovator Fellow. All right. So, um, yeah, as Lisa said, this is a project through North High that um, only a select few students get to choose, get to be um, participate in. Um, this year there was four different people um, from North. I think there may have been one more person from South High as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my project is called Vividly the beauty of consciousness and so originally vividly was going to be an individual project um i wanted to express myself and my thoughts in an a artistic way with a collection of art and poetry surrounding the themes of connection remembrance passion and will mm. uh we uh, tend to forget that the people around us no matter how many how like significant they may seem in our eyes they are living with emotions as equally tangible as our own mm-hmm. and um these emotions and these things that they experience are just as powerful and just as vivid as our own. Um, and they are like the driving forces of humanity. Our emotion has allowed us to both destroy and flourish. Mm. It's built entire empires and it has also brought ruin to countless others. And I find that really beautiful. The fact that we have something within ourselves that's powerful enough to change the world, even if it's in the smallest of ways. We must learn that everyone has their own vivid experience um, and learn to look into other people's lives and find similarity in places one would never have thought about before. Mm -hmm. And through this connection, we can bring stability. So um, in addition to my personal experience with mental illness, this and my mental illness was the foundation of Vividly, the Beauty of Consciousness, Um, And because it was such a community-driven idea, I made the decision to simplify the concept and invite others to contribute. Nice. Well, you know, when I went to the Vividly website, I really was impressed, and I loved your invitation in which you said, to use Vividly to study yourself through art and poetry. I thought that was really profound. And I, I wondered, what do you think it is about poetry and art that does that, that allows us to steady ourselves? What are your thoughts on that? Um, so for me, uh, art has always been something that has allowed me to express things I otherwise wouldn't be able to because um, although like to a lot of my friends and a lot of people that know me, I might seem like a really loud person, but like <laughs> I'm actually like like a super quiet person and yeah. I can be really energetic, but like I get tired easily too, so... <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm just like a very quiet ver- person, mm-hmm. um, and I have difficulty expressing myself verbally. So art allows me to put down um, some of my like overwhelming thoughts and emotions without doing anything dangerous um, <laughs> uh-huh. and finding like out- an outlet in something dangerous um, instead. And the same thing goes for poetry. Mm. Um, poetry is a medium that I don't have to like when I'm when I'm indulging in it. I don't have to make sense in the moment. Okay, and I don't have to speak in a normal manner. Okay, and I can put down whatever I'm thinking, and it doesn't have to make sense because what matters is that it's an expression of my emotions in the moment. Mm. And um, yeah, and then since it's you know written down, I can always just go back and rework it and. Yeah. Yeah, that's what revising is for, yeah. right? That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, poetry and art are just like mediums there that I can express myself better through. Mm. And I expect this that this would be like the same reason for countless others and yeah, just people like it, it helps. It's almost like therapy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's like it offers an alternative outlet for something as simple as a simple expression of pain or an intricate story to escape reality. Yeah, it's that's we use our imaginations and our emotions, yeah. and we can go to another world, right? Yeah, in a it's, way, which is beautiful. It's <laughs> like when people say they read books to kind of escape reality. That's basically what yeah. this is. Yeah. Well, so um, when you put out the call for poems and works of art, how many? Um, how much stuff did you receive? So in total, we had over 70 individual submissions. Um, I'm not sure the exact numbers, but I think it was 47 poems, Mm -hmm. excluding my own, and um, 23 artworks, excluding my own. That's great. Yeah, so I got way more than I thought I would get. Nice. (laughs) Um, And the thing about mental health and, like, COVID and how it's, like, burdened us, so um, I think the pandemic has hit us all really hard, and... Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it was such an abrupt change for all of us. And I'm sure a lot of us can't imagine how we'll ever go back. Yeah. Because that's how I feel. Like, (laughs) I feel like I've been isolated for so long that it's, like, crazy that to think of, like, a time where we won't be isolated. I know. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So um, for me in particular, the pandemic has really eroded at my mental health because of the isolation. And um, like I mentioned before, like... I'm a really, like, loud person, but I'm also very introverted. Mm-hmm. But despite this introversion, um, <laughs> I go days without talking to any of, my, any of my friends. And I'm not really because, like, all the restaurants and cafes are closed and I can't really, like, yeah. get away from the house. It's sure. really been, like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's... Make me go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can relate exactly to yeah. what you're saying. Like, I, too, am... I am an introvert except everybody thinks I'm an extrovert mm. but I you know yeah a quiet time is good but too much quiet time too much isolation yeah gets a little it definitely wears on you yeah so I, I completely understand um tell me about you had some help from a number of different organizations and groups and I knew about the art center but I know you have other ones but tell us a little bit about the art center how they helped you with the show that's up and and then maybe talk about the zine and other other groups that helped you. All right. So um, I actually can't remember how I ended up working alongside <laughs> the art center. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I tried to think about it. And, like, I think it was 
through, um, I, I initially got in contact with Mental Health America in uh-huh. Sheboygan County yeah. through one of my advisors for, through um, the Innovators Fellowship. And mm-hmm. he, yeah, he got me into contact with Mental Health America because I wanted to do a project on mental health. And then somebody at Mental Health America introduced me to somebody at the Art Center. Nice. So, so community connections yeah. were working. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So I was, yeah, introduced to some staff at the John Michael Kohler Art Center eventually. And I worked with two staff specifically. Mm-hmm. Their names are Zoe and Hannah. Wonderful people. Yeah, very <laughs> wonderful people. Yeah. Hannah helped me with getting the actual exhibit up. Um, mm-hmm. The submitted artworks are hanging on the wall in the social studio of the art center, Mm -hmm. and they're numbered um, to correspond with their respective creators. And the poems are laid out on a table below the artworks Mm -hmm. that are on the wall. Um, I put together the layout of the poems myself, and I'm really proud of how it turned out. (laughs) turned out great. I just went over there right before um, I came to meet you, and... I was so impressed by how yeah. beautiful it looked. So good job. Yeah, I think the poem layout was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. There's also a little area at the exhibit where those coming to view can anonymously share their experience in adversities, um, something exciting in their lives, or simply offer encouragement to others. Ah, like a little place where you can write in yeah. responses? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that when I was there, but I'll go back. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm hoping that it'll kind of, like, facilitate positive energy. Yes, I and think I, so. There was a few responses when I went to, um, I think, like, a few days ago that I visited the art museum just to, like, mm-hmm. look at how it's Check going. It out. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And so so there's also the the zines, right, yes. that people can pick up? So, yeah, there's, um, there's zines with all the work that was submitted. Mm-hmm. And that's also available on your website, right? Yes, also on my website. Okay. And the show is up until when? The show is up until the 30th of May, so that's the last day to see it. Awesome. Now, there was another group you told me about, right, was um, was Sheboygan Visual Artists. How did they help you? When I first put out the call for submitted, like, pieces and mm-hmm. stuff, the, the art center kind of made me realize, like, some some of these people that might want to mm-hmm. submit art pieces don't have access to oh. um, art materials. Sure. So they mentioned maybe I should try, like, finding some money and, like, making some kits for people. So yeah. I contacted the Sheboygan Visual Artist. I talked to Leslie Paulus, mm-hmm. and she and um, the Sheboygan Visual Artist, they were kind enough to donate um, $100. I think it was $100 to um, <laughs> pay for um, 5 by 7 um, inch canvas uh-huh. and uh, acrylic paint and paintbrushes. And That's wonderful. So, yeah, there was I made I like put together the kits and I brought them to the art center and yeah. And people could pick them up yeah, and people use could them. Pick oh, them. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. And what about the place called Hello Happiness? Tell us about that. Okay, so um, Hello Happiness is a um, I found out about them through um, Hannah and Zoe at the art center. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned they are a uh, new nonprofit organization in Sheboygan, and they sell both new and used crafting materials for as, for as low as five cents. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, as implied, many of their projects are donated to them by others. Uh, they have paints, paper, stamps, stickers, beads, and a lot more. That's amazing. Yeah. What a great What a great resource. Yeah.
I'm Lisa Vihos, and you're listening to Poetry on Air. And my guest today is North High School student Sarah Vang sharing her project, Vividly, The Beauty of Consciousness, which she describes on her website as a metaphorical shoulder on which to steady ourselves through art and poetry. So in the second part of the show, I wanted to to let us all um, enjoy some of the poems from the project. So, um, Sarah, you take it away with the... um, the first poem, I think, is by Ethel Davis, right? Yes, Ethel Davis, and the poem is called The Healer. In the snowy canyons, you came to me as an eagle and whispered, in almost audible sounds, the key to the secret of healing. For my wounds have gone beyond wounds and have festered in deep holes in my sides, and gangrene has set in. But in a whisper, you came and said, You have the keys within you. You are the stars in the starry night, you are the source of the mouths, mouth of rivers. You have the medicine to heal already in your bones. And my wounds became as faint as the sound of feathers, as pale as the ringed moon. And the healer came to me in the face of a wolf. She came to me, she came and nodded to me and with her deep intelligence, and her eyes told me, Your spirit is strength. Your force is as great as volcanoes. For your goodness prevails over the dark. Your goodness has brought you out of the deep canyon. And again, the healer came to me, this time as a bear, a joyous white bear, with great white paws. And she told me, you you were invisible, but now I see you. You have gone to the edge of the great canyon, but you have come back unharmed. And now your laughter will become as mountainous as thunder, and your tears, tears will be the tears of glory. I tell you, I have put my ear to the great earth and have felt your presence. Hmm. That's very, there's great imagery in that one. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yes. What What did you like about that poem? Um, yes, I loved the po- the imagery as well. Um, I think the thing that stuck out the most to me is the the overall theme of um, kind of finding solace in yourself. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, it's a reality that a lot of us will have to face. Um, you can't rely on others. Like, if you truly want to feel better, Mm. You have to have that will inside of yourself. Um, yeah. Like, of course, the people around you are beneficial to yeah, that and, right. like, and in like encouraging that. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel that the driving force behind healing is um, having the urge within yourself and the confidence within yourself to bring about the that rehabilitation. Yeah. You know, the a poem, another poem that struck me very much along those same lines, I want to share this one from the, from the project by a poet named Shia Chang, and it's called Color. On days when everyone's sky is a clear blue, but yours are a faded gray, too cloudy to see through, during starry nights when everyone sleeps soundly in bed, but you're awake, The realization of an endless universe makes you feel insignificant. Negative thoughts and insecurities trick you into hating yourself. Society suffocates the last breath out of you, making you imagine a world without you, a world that wouldn't change. On those days, paint those gray skies with the prettiest hues of serenity and light them up with a golden sunset of rose quartz, During the sleepless nights under zillions of stars, lay awake in the dark and depict each star 
Some are big and some are small. Others shine bright while some dim, each so different from one another. In the end, though, they are all stars. So if you feel that the world without you is a world with no change, you would be wrong. Your radiance is a uniqueness that cannot be replaced. You are an iridescent brilliance in this achromatic world. Wow. I loved, I loved that ending, being an iridescent brilliance, mm-hmm. and that you have to be aware of that, right, yourself. That's what yes. you were kind of addressing just a moment ago. So yeah, I think that Shia really hit on that as well in her poem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she is actually my friend, so I might be a little bit biased, but oh, yeah. Oh, well, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I just picked it because I, it, it went so well. So, well, say hi to Shia for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so the next pair, um, what have you got next? Let's see. Next poem is Cyclops by Jess Parker. I had two sightseeing eyes until one collapsed in a kilonova and went viral. This during the coronavirus was neither that nor the flu, but something less likely, a meteor perhaps, that crashed from low, with an important message on Mars that meant nothing because it was left unread. Or a metaphor on growing old. Either way, I was left wounded, left half-blind, and doomed to prove it. They ask, do you want to remove it, your left eye, or what it used to be? Now, not more than a socket that clicks constantly on empty. That's how I got to be me, when I opted for symmetry. When you have just one of something, center it completely. (laughs) I love that ending, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) putting your one eye right in the center. Yeah. (laughs) That's what a good metaphor. Anything else about that one that particularly grabbed you? Um, I don't really know. I think I just liked the metaphor. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I'll say, I when I first read it, I did not understand what it was about. This happens with poetry. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I really like it. I, yeah. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> I, I hear you. Sometimes it's hard to understand. You know, it's the, it's the sound, it's the words, it's the image, and it's not something we can always explain. Um, I'm going to read one in response by Georgia Russmeyer called Minding My Mind. How fragile my psyche is. Watermelon gone splat from a flatbed truck. Seeds of thought caught in the treads of tires speeding away. What skull can contain the whole? Keep safe, sane, warm, all sense of what anything means when rattled, like a baby's toy by passerby, babbling sounds, but brooking no responses. A flock of starlings buzzing, Whistling, thronging on fields of grass, like fleas on cats, distractions to disheveled hosts. A knotted mass of sewing basket debris, working itself free from the points and jabs of endless repetitive intrusions, huddled now in soft repose with other tangled fuses. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's one where I'm like, I don't exactly know what I just read, but I love the sound mm-hmm. of it. And she's got these beautiful kind of internal rhymes like grass and cats mm-hmm. and intrusions and fuses. And it's just, it's very, it's just, it had a rhythm and a sound that I really yeah. liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we do another pair? Um, Sure, yeah. Okay. This one is one that I um, really like. When I was reading it, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> that would like 
That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, Turning Into My Mother by Marilyn Wendell. A cardinal, that wondrous bird. My mother always said, if you see a cardinal, it is really a messenger from those gone beyond. That cardinal is my sister, Evie, or Elsie. It's my father, my grandfather. This time, I know it's Ray. It's your father. That wondrous red bird owns my yard, too. It calls to me in the early dawn, wakens me with its message of remembrance. Today, it is my brother who left 12 years ago. He's come to visit to remind me of his balding pate, his generosity, his love for children, of whom he had none. I'm turning into my mother. They say it happens. I not only look like her, now I look forward to her messengers, those flaming birds. We sing areas together in call and response, in rote memory, in heavenly cadence. Mm. That is it. That is a yes. cool poem. I really like this poem just because, like, I love the the twist that it kind of, like, brings. Mm. Um, near, let's see, when they mention, I'm turning into my brother. I'm, I'm turning into my mother. They say it happens. I not only look like her. Now I look forward to her messengers, these flaming birds. So they're yeah. implying that they've lost their mother. And I think I think it's just like such a beautiful poem that I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like no. it's such a wonderful like thing to think about. Like yeah. to translate like this yeah. person is left, but yeah. these messengers are still yes. here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I agree. Yeah. That's beautiful. Something about that poem and kind of, well, in a way, it's like the poet who's speaking, it's almost like she's questioning, like, is this, is this weird of me to have this reaction, mm-hmm. you know, to the red bird kind of thing? And so something about that, um, that sense, I don't know, this poem seemed to resonate. So I'm going to read one um, by the poet Marianne Hurt, and the poem is called The Old Man Down the Road Nobody Knew. Four-foot ferns cover the driveway. No car tracks in or out. Mice chase helter-skelter. Their kin found dead, lined up on windowsills after the old man lay stiff for nobody knows how long in this not-empty house, even as it sinks deeper till earth reclaims its dust-to-dust existence. But right now the mice party believe they beat the old man at his game, They reproduce till all you hear are the squeaks of a thousand rodents. A grizzled ghost lurks in the bushes. His invisible presence and silent cursing waits to be born again, lest we forget. Yeah, I really like this poem, too. When I first Mm. got it, when it first was submitted, I was like, I don't know, it's just nice. Yeah. I think it's something a lot of us worry about, like growing older and being forgotten. Yeah. But, and how yeah. hard it must be to be that person, you know, down at the end of the road yeah. that nobody's paying any attention to, yeah. and then you're gone, and the mice are there squeaking away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had a certain kind of melancholy sadness, yes. too, yeah. you know, which definitely uh, is powerful. Um, let's do the next pair, and uh, and then I want you to share a poem of your own. So All right. what's the last one you have there? So the last poem is called A Sad Story by Leslie Paulus, which is the um, 
the lady who helped me oh, um, yeah. acquire funds yes, from that's the Shibuya right. visual artist. Oh, good, good, good. So yeah, this is her poem, A Sad Story. There's a place where baby sleeps, a quiet place where no one weeps. No time left, my little girl, to leave a mark upon this world. But I know you were born, you lived and died, and now I mourn. Heaven's the place where no one cries, a place for babies when they die. So daughter, don't be lonely, won't you see? You live forever in my memory. Mm. So That's yeah. a, That one made me sad yeah. when I read it, and just that feeling of loss, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I've, obviously, I don't have my own kid yet, but yeah. I can imagine the pain of having this soul growing inside of you, and right. then, like... You're, like, so excited to welcome. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you're thinking of the future, like, yeah. what you you get to grow up with them and right. get to name them. You get to bring them and let experience new things with them. But then right. to have that loss, and it can be, like, so abrupt sometimes, too. It's just yeah, it's so painful. Sad. It would yeah. be very hard to lose a child, for sure. Yeah. Well, kind of in that vein, I wanted to end with a poem that kind of had a feeling of prayer and hopefulness to it, and it's actually it's called Shore Prayer, and it's by Linda Ashbrenner. Shore Prayer. In hope, this night, a light reaches you, harbor lamp, shining sand paths, dreams weave mistakes into tapestry, reviving sleep, stepping stone days, even trees drop everything, stars fall from the sky, hang on, breathe, earthly air forthwith, reviving sleep, stepping stone days, dreams weave mistakes into tapestry, shining sand paths, harbor lamps, a light reaches you this night in hope. Yeah. And it's such a cool form mm-hmm. that you start with a set of, a set of lines and then, and then there's some lines in the middle that don't repeat, but then the last yes. like nine or so lines are the are the first nine lines, but in the other order. Yes, yeah. which I love. It's like a I think in words that's called a palindrome when you can read yeah. a word the same, you know, in either direction. I really like this poem too, just yeah. because the structure of it, um, yeah. like you were talking about. Yeah, I mean the poem itself is about like like the name implies it's almost a prayer, yeah. and I think the way it's structured kind of um, it almost mimics breathing. Yeah. Like the oh, the right. release of yes. breath and like then the, in, the yeah. intake and the yeah. exhale and inhale yeah so it's very calming cool yeah. it is calming yes. I agree I agree um you brought a, a, a poem at least one or two of your own why don't you um, read one for us before All right. we go <laughs> yeah um so I'm gonna read one of my poems called dying okay dying the sun pierces and the mountains reach. The gentle pink pillow of our ghostly arms and pass. We're too weak to hold up the heaving chains of our selflessness and selfishness and seeking sickly green of harmony and havoc in the unknown and undying. We conceived that dream that all have come to achieve, but achieving was not within our teaching, and we fell in crisp shades of the dirtied and dead, their tenderness of color in the sun's holy rays. We grasp at a fantasy in flames of figurative fruition. But we hold no power nor passion to paint that. The only expression of this immortal warmth is our future that falls forever to tumble and tear. Hmm. Wow. Um, this poem is inspired by um, kind of the immigrant experience. Mm-hmm. So my parents were immigrants. Um, 
So I'm like a first generation when it comes to like going mm-hmm. to college and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the poem tackles the idea of the um, immigrant life and the American dream. Yeah. Because as an immigrant, it's you're coming to a new land specifically for that American dream to achieve what mm-hmm. I say in here. Um, we conceived that dream that all have come to achieve. Yeah. So they come to America. They because they want to achieve this dream of success and glory. Mm-hmm. But as an immigrant, it can be hard. Yeah. Um, especially with, like, racism and society and just everything that makes it even more difficult as an immigrant. Yeah. So um, it can seem, like, hopeless. And no matter how much we grasp at that that dream that we hold, mm-hmm. um, it can seem just, like, out of reach, just out of reach. Yeah. But keep trying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And keep writing poetry and making art to help people maybe see see new things. Well, it's been great having you here today. (laughs) I really appreciate your poetry and this amazing project that you put together vividly, The Beauty of Consciousness, Mm -hmm. which is on view at the John Michael Kohler Arts Center until May 30th. For more information and to experience everything that's in the exhibition, in case you can't get there by May 30th, uh, you can visit Sarah's website. It's a little bit long, so grab a pen. The first word is sites, S-I-T-E-S, dot Google, dot com, forward slash view, forward slash proj vividly, which I will spell for you. It's P-R-O-J-V-I-V-I-D-L-Y, forward slash and um, there's something else that you wanted to share with folks, yeah, about Mental Health America? Yes. Um, so, yeah, like Lisa said, the site has everything um, about the exhibit. So if you can't get to the exhibit, you can go and view all the art and poetry that's been submitted there. Um, also, there's a link on my website to the donation website for Mental Health America. Um, the, in- the entire idea behind this project is to m- promote mental wellness and the first group that I got into contact with was Mental Health America. So, um, yeah, donation would be nice. And if you could go to my website, you'll find a link there where you can donate. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being with yeah. us today and <laughs> sharing you. your project. Awesome. You have been listening to Poetry On Air, hosted by Sheboygan's Poet Laureate, Lisa Vihos. Questions or comments can be directed to Lisa at poetlaureatesheboygan at gmail.com. Poetry on Air is produced in the studios at Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. More information on the web at meadpl.org.